Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Good morning, Vietnam! I have you now. We came, we saw, we kicked its ass. Hello! My name is Inigo Montoya. You killed my father. Prepare to die. Life moves pretty fast. You don't stop and look around once in a while. You could miss it. My calculations are correct. When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're gonna see some serious... You're listening to the 30-something movie podcast. One movie each week, 30 years in the making. I gotta get going. I look forward to hearing the commentary on <laughs> Manhattan Project. Do you want to throw anything <clears throat> in? Uh, War Games is a better effort. It's more believable that this kid is... Oh, wait, hold on, say what, say what you're going to say. Are you recording? Yeah, I'm recording. Oh. Go for War it. Games Jeff, Jeff has to leave, so we're going to let Jeff say what he wants to say right now about uh, Manhattan Project, and then you can listen to so the rest of it So Manhattan Project was very disjointed. The characters were uh, on far extremes of the emotional spectrum. They were making decisions I didn't quite understand as to why they made the decisions they did. John Lithgow... Uh, like at the end when he's like, uh, you know, you will give me the device, give me the device. Now that I have this device, let me tell you how it is. Like, whoa, where, where is this coming from? I thought the uh, I thought the kid was a, uh, a bit too smart to truly understand how to, like, do everything that he did in the movie, and I thought it was pretty good with the uh, radio-controlled car, too. Did he get, get to go down behind the hill and through the pipe on one little mm-hmm. maneuver? Um, no, I think I think War Games was a better effort. I, I, I thought Matthew Broderick was more believable as uh, as the kid that just let himself get lost in computers mm-hmm. and, and uh, looking at it from that angle. But that's my take on Manhattan Project. I still have about okay. 10 minutes left, so I'm going to... Catch uh, those ten minutes and, later tonight. And but. see, spoiler alert for what I'm going to say, like fifteen minutes from now, is that to me was the best part of the movie. Like the last fifteen to twenty minutes of the movie, that was the best part. <clears throat> All right. The end might like the very very end might be a little cheesy, but that's like the last five minutes. All right. But yeah, when where you told me where you're at right now is it actually gets more tense. Oh. Right after okay. that. Okay. So yeah. Groovy. Enjoy. You gentlemen have fun. <clears throat> yeah, Jeff. Yeah. Loved your insights. I man. will. Uh, Thank you. Uh, see you guys tomorrow. Let me go sing to Jason. I love your insights too. Huh. Are they showing? Yeah. Is it his birthday tomorrow? <laughs> Jason? Yeah. No. Why are we His birthday is the end of October. We're gonna sing uh, "Take My Breath Away." Take my breath away. Because he hates right. that song. We're gonna do that a week ago. A week. But when will then be now? We just did that. Hey, that was when? fun. Just now. I don't even know. <laughs> It'll be. So- when will then be now? Soon. <clears throat> We are, to, to pull back the curtain even further, um, we are recording these like totally out of order. Yeah. Because we winter break is coming up and we have no time to sit down so and record. Must have so confused and, to be on, on Pulp Fiction. I kind of feel like we're in Pulp Fiction. Yeah, right Because now. we are, we're like recording all this stuff in different orders and, yeah. I did that one time at a family gathering, mm-hmm. like so everyone knows who cup knew knew whose cup it was. Mm-hmm. I actually put what Samuel L. Jackson had on his wallet, <laughs> Pulp Fiction on the family cup. Mm-hmm. So and there's some, hey, can you get my cup? And I'm like, yeah, you'll see it up there. <laughs> How do I know which one? <clears throat> and then I didn't want to yell it across the room, but you'll just, know. <laughs> yeah, I said you'll know. And then it was, uh, and then I think it was my mom or someone's pulling up. She's just like, 
Oh, Patrick. And then it wouldn't wash <laughs> off the cup, so that was the oh, joke. I tried go. to take it off before the kids see it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good stuff. All right. Well, Jeff had to go, so we let him do his uh, give his two cents real quick. Uh, but we are talking about the Manhattan Project um, with John Lithgow and... Um, you know, it was, uh, it was a bit of a spoiler alert. I don't know if it was our favorite. Yeah. I th- we disagree with some of the critics, I think. Yeah. Yeah. But we'll, we'll, we'll get into that. So, um, yeah. this is the 30-something movie podcast, and you are listening to episode number, and I, I, I lost what episode number we are. We are episode number um, 106. Oh, See, when you, get this, when you get this far, when you get up in the hundreds, it's just like... 106 miles to Chicago. There you go. Um, so we are talking about the Manhattan Project this time around. Uh, we do spoil the events of the movie, so if you haven't seen it, go watch it. Or if you don't care, stick around. Um, and if you've got a moment, head on over to iTunes and leave us a review there. It takes just a few seconds. And you can say, what should say what should they say, Pat? Dude, love your podcast. Five and a half stars. There you go. I don't know why that I have half. I, mean, I just do that, yeah. That's fine. You, you could say dude, you could say man, you could say hey. We don't really care how you start it. Pat's a loser. We still love your podcast. I don't we, care. You can do that, too. That's fine. Just... That's fine. Um, Pat loves the volleyball scene in Top Gun. The volleyball scene is good. <laughs> I, can't play, I can't play volleyball very well, but that's no. a good scene. Yeah, I, no. I, I used to be much better at sports. I'm not so good at sports I was anymore. never good with volleyball. No. Um, all right. So I, with Jeff having gone, I, I have with me Pat here. Hey. Pat, Pat and I are going to... Uh, Going it alone. Go go alone here on the uh, the Manhattan Project. So we're just going to jump right into it here. Uh, Manhattan Project came out June 13th, 1986, rated PG-13, directed by Marshall Brickman, who did Simon, Lovesick, uh, and a TV movie called Sister Mary Explains It All. Producers on this one were Marshall Brickman, who also produced the Woody Allen movie Sleeper, uh, Jennifer Ogden, who did How Stella Got Her Groove Back, and The Family Stone. Um, writers on this one were Marshall Brickman and Thomas Baum. I think it was a little ironic that there was a guy named Thomas Baum uh, who was writing a movie about an atomic bomb. It, it spelled is, differently. Spelled yeah, B A U M, but you but, know, it bomb. Still funny. It it is the irony. Um, so Marshall Brickman also wrote Sleeper, Annie Hall, Manhattan, and Jersey Boys. Thomas Baum wrote Witness to the Execution and Journey to the Center of the Earth, both uh, TV movies. Music was done by Philippe Sard who did a whole bunch of European and French movies, but also did a movie called The Tenant, a movie called Tess, and the movie Quest for Fire. Budget on this one was $18 million. The box office was $3.9 million domestically. John Lithgow played Dr. John Mathewson. He was in The World According to Garp, The Adventures of Buckaroo Banzai, Harry and the Hendersons, the TV show Third Rock, and uh, the TV show The Crown that's on Netflix. Have you watched that one at all? No, but you were talking very, about very this. Good. Yeah, you he, said it was really... He plays Winston Churchill. Okay. He does a great I'll job. I'll have to check it out, man. Sorry, but Man in the High Castle Season 2 is coming out in a couple of days. And you, so. now that we have Amazon Prime, I'm going to get a chance to watch that. So I'm, I'm we'll looking forward to it. Good. The Queen, uh, this is something funny that I thought, every time I see the Queen in the TV show The Crown, so if you if you go watch it at some point, okay. John Lithgow does a great job as Winston Churchill. The Queen looks like somebody we used to work with. Okay. So I'm not going to say anything. I'll let you see if you can figure, figure out who out you think what you're thinking. who All you right. think that looks like. But the person playing a young Queen Elizabeth okay. um, looks like someone that we used to work with, and you could you could tell me who you think that is. All right. I don't think she listens to the podcast, so she okay. she won't know who I'm talking about. Uh, Christopher Collette played Paul Stevens. He was in Sleepaway Camp and Firstborn. He basically didn't do a whole lot uh, in terms of movies after this one. 
Cynthia Nixon was Jenny Anderman. She was in Amadeus, Adam's Family Values, and Sex and the City. Jill Eikenberry played Elizabeth Stevens. She was in the TV show L.A. Law, Arthur, and Young Adult. John Mahoney, uh, Frazier's dad from okay. Frazier, uh, played Lieutenant Colonel Conroy. He was in Say Anything, Frazier. Eight Men Out, The American President, and The Iron Giant. Robert Sean Leonard played Max. He was in Dead Poets Society, Swing Kids, Much Do About Nothing, and the TV show House. Rotten Tomatoes critics gave it a 47%. Audience gave it a 47%. Siskel okay. gave it three stars, saying, Believe it or not, The Manhattan Project, a thriller about a high school boy who builds an atomic bomb, is a solid, credible action film. It also contains, during this summer of violent films, a welcome pas- pacifistic... There we go, I got lost on that one. Pacifistic message. Ebert gave it four stars and said it's a tour de force. The way he combines everyday personality conflicts with a funny, oddball style of seeing things and wraps up the whole package into a tense and effective thriller. It's not often that one movie contains so many different kinds of pleasures. Cinema Score gave this one a B-. Uh, in terms of awards, the only award it won was an Academy of Science Fiction, Fantasy, and Horror Films Award. for It was the President's Award for Marshall Brickman, um, as a best director of the movie, uh, Cynthia Nixon was nominated for a Young Artist Award, but did not win that one. Hmm. Paul Stevens is a brilliant high school student who decides to build an atomic bomb in order to teach a lesson to weapons researcher Dr. John Mathewson, who has hidden his top secret lab in the middle of Ithaca, New York, and just happens to be uh, interested in Paul's mother. Paul takes his show on the road to the National Science Fair in New York, but is nearly intercepted by the military. Can Paul unmask the secret government facility in time, or will it blow up in his face? Should we watch the trailer? We should watch let's, the trailer. Let's watch the trailer. Let's do the trailer. It's a brilliant achievement. You'd get the Nobel if you could publish. Publish? I said if. All right, set him up. Someplace quiet, away from prying eyes. Paul, come say hi. Dr. Matheson, this is my son, Paul. He's hot for my mother. He figures I'm a dumb kid. He's hot for your mother, really? Uh-huh. He's got all these security clearances. I don't know what they are. Los Alamos, Oak Ridge. What is that? What does it look like? Five-leaf clover, where'd you find it? Growing outside that lab. You know the odds on that kind of mutation happening naturally without chemicals or radiation or something? It's like a billion to one. It never happens. Maybe you're just very lucky. Who knows about this? Just us. We should do something. We can get in there. What can they do to us anyway? We're kids. It's a prank, right? Just both went at once. What's happening? It's Paul. I hate to go in there, Charlie. They got stuff in there that zaps you right out. Any idea who he's working with? I don't think he's working with anybody. I think he did it by himself. Who are these people? Does he feel that people don't like him? That he's special, different? Is he unhappy with the present political system? They can't do anything to me. Why not? I'm underage. What do you think this is, a school play? You could start a war, for God's sake. Stop screwing around before it's too late. The package has arrived, and it's hot. You don't know what you took, Paul. I do not want them off the premises with that gadget, do you copy? Give me a clear shot behind the ear, and I'll turn them off like a switch. Paul! 
feel like there was a lot more tension in that trailer than there was in the movie. I was just going to say, in watching that trailer, it kind of makes me think, maybe the movie it's should It's like, wow, I wish I would have watched that movie. Yeah, I know. Trim it down by 45 minutes, and I think you would have had a great movie. I think there was just too much. Yeah. So this movie is actually based on a true story. In 1977, a Princeton University student uh, named John Aristotle Phillips. That's his name. Yeah, That's awesome. I mean, you're not going to be a little full of yourself if your middle name's Aristotle. no. no. Uh, he earned the nickname the A-Bomb Kid uh, when he tried to make, um, he took plans for building a bomb uh, and wrote that up as his term paper. Okay. And so much like uh, Paul Stevens in the movie, he was ultimately approached by the authorities. He never actually built a functional bomb, but um, you know some bits and pieces of the story kind of coincide okay. with kind of okay. what he did and what he went through. Uh, at one point, the scientific consultants for the movie were told to stop cooperating because the government was beginning to view the film as a national security risk okay. because some of the science they were talking about was accurate enough that the government got a little bit worried. They're like, well, wait a minute. What if people watch this and they could actually figure yeah. out how to build a bomb from this? Um, Dr. Mathewson's line, uh, when he addresses uh, the other people there and refers to them as fellow sons of bitches, is a reference to the original Manhattan Project scientist Kenneth Bainbridge following the first successful test explosion of an atomic bomb on July 16, 1945. Bainbridge said to fellow project scientist J. Robert Oppenheimer, quote, now we are all sons of bitches. Okay. Uh, Paul's science class nemesis Roland invented the internet as his science fair project, but the movie, this movie was made about 10 years before the internet would um, be well known to the public. Uh, at the very end of the movie, when they stop the countdown, when they finally do stop the bomb, um, the timer reads 7-16-45. July 16th, 1945 was the date of the Trinity test where the first atomic bomb was detonated in New Mexico. So that's what we've got on this one in terms of background. So Jeff has kind of already said his two cents on this one and, and how he felt about it. I don't think that I agree with... The critics on this one. The critics that we read, and, and Roger Ebert and, and Gene Siskel that we have in here, they liked it. They gave it a, a high review, and I just didn't see it. For a good portion of the movie, I wasn't sure what was going on. Yeah. Like, it didn't seem... There wasn't a lot of depth to this. It was, like Jeff said, it's like, it's like war games, but war games to me is more interesting. Yeah. And there just wasn't much here that... No. Like, like you said, it's almost like 45 minutes too long. Yeah, and I watched it right after I watched Platoon. Because okay. I, was, I was putting the movies in for this weekend, and I'd seen Platoon, and I started with that one. I'd never seen this. I honestly thought it was like a little bit more of an accurate from the real Manhattan Project, and that's what I expected. And You're a little disappointed. About one minute into it, it was, okay, this is something completely mm-hmm. different. And then it was, oh, okay, this is, gonna, this is like War Games or Gotcha or one of those right. movies. Okay, cool. It just, and I thought I think maybe, maybe I was just worn out from the, the complete... Um, the drain of of a platoon, <laughs> but this just didn't like even register a blip. Like yeah. I, I just, uh, I don't even know what I'm. And then yeah. I don't even know what I'm watching. And then it just it everything kind of dragged on. Mm-hmm. Well, the the main for me. the main kid, um, Christopher Collette. He to me he wasn't interesting. Okay, there wasn't anything interesting about like I couldn't tell. I didn't connect with him as a character that I cared about because a lot of the times... He's a jerk. He just... Yeah, he seemed like a jerk. He seemed arrogant. And he, now, you know, we're going to talk about Top Gun next week, but... Or in a, in a week or two, um, depending on when we do our Rogue One episode, but we kind of talked about, okay, well, in that one, 
Tom Cruise was arrogant, but he's a fighter pilot, so you kind of figure fighter pilots yeah. got to be arrogant. This kid was just, there wasn't a whole lot that seemed likable about him. No, and that's it. And I, I, He wasn't a jerk. Yeah. But he he was just wasn't likable. Yeah, and when people try to, look, you got to listen to me on this. Mm-hmm. Well, why? Well, da, da, da. well yeah. he just kind of came across as the kid that goes, well, meh. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> Ferris Bueller was arrogant at different points, but he's still kind of likable in that movie. Yeah. To a degree. Yeah. I, I think with this, I don't know, it's hard to put your finger on it, but... We couldn't give, I couldn't figure out what the message of this movie was. Well, yeah. Like, is, is this it, supposed to be an anti-nuclear proliferation right. movie? Or is it an anti-government-shouldn't-keep-secrets-from-its-people movie? Or don't-put-your-weapons-lab-in-Ithaca-New-York movie? Yeah, or? I, and then the kid, and then, yeah, and then, like I said, is it is it just about a kid that, like we said, in the vein of war games or gotcha mm-hmm. or whatever, just kid, real talented, runs amok? Right. Okay. Or is it this kid that's socially conscious and is doing this as a protest against war. Well, that came up all of a sudden, and yeah. I was like, well, wait a minute. You guys that came up at the end, and I'm like, well, wait a minute. I thought it was just, and, I thought he just wanted to show how smart he was right, and, and win a science fair project. And that's what John Lithgow told the mom, but yeah. the mom's like, well, wait a minute. Maybe there's like a high, higher moral calling. Mm-hmm. It was like, a higher moral calling to steal Since nuclear weapons? <laughs> like, you know, why don't, yeah, like, and then turn it into a, weaponize it? Yeah. And as opposed to just telling somebody, like, what, mm-hmm. you know, like, that really, okay, are we going that direction? And then the very end, then it got uber serious. You yeah. know, they're yelling at each other and they're you dropping know, Diffuse F-bombs. the bomb and there's yeah. a possibility everybody's going to die. And, right, yeah. and then the bomb thing, well, even the diffusing of the bomb seemed, seemed to cycle back to super smart kid. Right. I'm talking when John Lithgow was talking to... The uh, lieutenant colonel and and the snipers oh, and were there, their, and they were their, gonna uh, they yeah. were gonna gun down the kid. And yes. gun, you know, and then it was just like this is serious, and and then the very end of the movie when he opens up the door, everyone's coming and cheering yeah. like he won some. It was like, well, what moral victory? Right. Did he win? What did he win? And I I I don't know. It was yeah. didn't have a focus. Yeah. It didn't have a focus. For well, me. that's why when I see the critics say, oh, it's well-written, and it's it's a good action movie. And it, okay, number one, it, I don't think it's an action movie. It yeah. doesn't seem like an action movie to me. Number two, I don't think it was well-written. And there's a lot of people online that when I was looking up some different things on this movie, a lot of people were like, oh, this is one of my favorite movies. I love this movie. I mean, okay. Yeah. Maybe I mean, you had to see it when it came out, because I this was the first time I watched this movie, and yeah. I... I didn't get it. I, to me, it seemed like yeah. it was poorly written. It seemed like it was, it seemed like it didn't know um, what it was supposed to be. It, it didn't know whether it was trying to give a some kind of a moral message or yeah. if it's just trying to show some genius kid doing what he does. And, yeah, get it, um, get it, get it. It's like they didn't get to the final draft. They didn't edit right. out the stuff they, you know, that they should have. Right. So yeah, I. Yeah. I also want to know why did he need a remote control car? to get the plutonium out of there. Because ultimately, everything he did with that remote control car, I think he could have just carried it out. Yeah. No, actually, that's not true. There was a detector. There was that detector at the end of the movie when he walks right. through with the bomb and it all goes yeah. off. I guess yeah. he did have to have the remote control car to get it out of there. Yeah, I I don't know. Yeah. That or just another weird. chance to show off an 80s toy. That Maybe. I I, I, I was I was confused by the, the whole thing. Mm-hmm. I, whatever. I thought it was a little awkward that John Lithgow tried to entice the kid to come to his lab by referring to it as a sexiest laser. Like, what? Well, um, is that really how you would refer yeah, to your laser yeah, to a kid? That's that's a little fifteen, weird. sixteen year old kid. I have the sexiest laser. Hmm. 
And then John, really? but he, <laughs> yeah, okay. And then going back to your early point, even John Lithgow's character was like going along one way, but then all mm-hmm. of a sudden flips to the other way. You know, what do I mean? Mm-hmm. What do I even mean by that? I don't even know what I'm saying. Yeah. But he was like, Paul, was the kid's name Paul? Paul, yeah. Paul, you got to come under control. Come on in. Yeah. We got to take this. We got to do this. We got to get you back inside. Don't worry. Now I have a bomb. Now I have a bomb. <laughs> and now we're going to show yeah. everybody that there's a bomb yeah. and I'm ready to not be part well, of the son of a gun club. And, and I liked his character. I liked his character in that he wasn't, you know, he didn't totally side with the F, with the FBI and the government yeah. guys. That he it was still he was a reasonable person. He's like, well, maybe there's a better yeah. solution to this. Maybe yeah. we, you know. So if this is a movie about, you know, being uh, anti-nuclear proliferation stuff, then maybe it's about you know negotiating instead of facing yeah. off against each other. And I like, it. but I I did like his character in that it was, it was it was like a well-rounded person. It yeah. wasn't just a one-track, one-dimensional character that right. was like. I am a scientist. I do this. I, you know, right. this is my only thing in life. And he actually was a person who talked to this kid. Who, I, you know. I think it's funny that when they got him in the hotel room and they busted in, mm-hmm. like they were like, "You come with me." Why are you in my hotel room? Mm-hmm. The girlfriend was kind of wrestling and yeah. wouldn't go and everything. It's just like, dude, I've seen enough blue bloods, man. They would have kicked the door in. They would have all right. been in cuffs, face right. down, and dragged. I mean, mm-hmm. so it's like that's the okay. Well, and see, that's the other part of it is that's where I kept getting lost in what is this movie. What is it trying to be? Because yeah. up to that point, I'm like, he just wants to show that he's smart and build his bomb. Yeah. And then the girlfriend is like, well, we can uncover this whole thing. And I'm thinking, well, she's going to be like the the journalist yeah. that uncovers this whole thing. And But then that part of the story didn't go anywhere. Like, there really wasn't, there wasn't an investigation that she did in any form uh, to try to uncover this big secret. Yeah. It was, let's call a whole bunch of our friends and have them show up yeah. at the end and... I, that's I just know. called the house party. I mean, that's the, right. You know, I, yeah, I, um, I agree. Yeah, that was yeah. I do like. I mean, I like John Lithgow. I like him. I like him as an actor, and I liked his part in this movie. I think maybe he was the only part I liked in this movie. You know, John Mahoney was the you know Fraser's dad. Um, yes, was a very one dimensional. You know, he's your typical military or authority figure in a in a kids movie. In a teenage movie where, you know, he's yeah. the, you know, he's like the, the principal in Breakfast Club or, you know, he's like the principal in Ferris Bueller. It's just this very one-dimensional, I'm I'm the villain and I'm trying to stop all the fun and I'm, right. you know, I don't listen to reason and I, you know, all that kind of stuff. I like him as an actor, but I don't know that I cared for him all that much in this movie and I thought some of his dialogue was a little yeah. heavy-handed, especially when he's talking with, with John Lithgow's character in, in some of those other scenes and they're talking all about the... You know how they're gonna—it's gonna blow up the world, and it's this whole thing. And and I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I think the snipers could have taken a shot at any point in time. Yeah. I'm like, no. Yeah. If you're a trained sniper, I think you can take this kid out. And and if this is a kid that's holding a nuclear device that could blow up the eastern seaboard, I would even tell you to take the kid out. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know. I. I, Not that I condone sniping children, but, you know. No, I know what you're saying. If this was a real-life situation and you had a kid who had a working bomb that could possibly go off, yeah, all bets are off. Take the kid yeah. out. Take the yeah. shot. Yeah, I I don't know. The, it just didn't fire on all cylinders for me. Yeah. So do you have any, beyond this movie, which didn't necessarily do it for us, and Jeff said War Games he thought was a better movie, and I think I tend to agree. Yeah. Better movie. Yeah. yeah. Um. Are there any other movies that feature a genius character that you do like? 
I was trying to think of some. I have a little list that I, it, it could be kids. Doesn't have to be kids. Okay. Um, but I was thinking Get of the list. like Amadeus. Okay. Yeah, have a genius character in that. Uh, Goodwill Hunting. Okay. Um, a Beautiful Mind. Okay. Uh, Rain Man. Iron Tony Stark in Iron Man. Okay. Um, Doc Brown in Back to the Future. So, do you have a favorite? Movie that features a genius type character, well, I don't know. See, a those, child prodigy, or a... those kind of split across a bunch of different, uh, yeah. a bunch of different uh, genres there. So I, I don't know. I don't really a movie where somebody's trying to show off their genius. Yeah, I not, not really. Yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe one will pop into my head, but I guess that wouldn't be something that would draw me to a movie. Mm-hmm. Like I might be drawn to an action movie, and one of the characters is a genius. Mm-hmm. But it's not going to draw me. Like a Tom Cruise in Top Gun. Yeah, like that's mm-hmm. right. That's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. So, well, did you did you have any, or did that list comprise? That, I, that was probably most of my list. I think Amadeus would probably be one of my favorites. Oh yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Iron Man. I mean, I do like, I do like Tony Stark and Iron Man. You know, his as he's going through and creating all the stuff, especially in the the first scenes when he's in the cave mm-hmm. and he's creating all the stuff in the cave. Um, you know, doing his doing his thing. Um, I like Hamilton the musical. Okay. Because I mean, I think he, I think he comes across as as kind of a genius, so like he's much smarter than everybody else. Okay. And he is not always afraid to show it off, and right. And that, that sometimes gets him into trouble. Yeah, that's an interesting like angle. <clears throat> I haven't really to to confess, I haven't really thought of that. Okay. You know, like how to answer that. But similar to war games too. You know, war yeah. Games you've got oh, and you've got uh, real genius with Val Kilmer. Yeah. You ever seen that one? Yeah. Yeah, that's a good yeah. one too. He's got to build a laser. He builds some kind of a laser. But or am not. I thinking of weird science? This weird. You science? might be thinking of weird science. Where Wait they, a minute. They make is the Val Kilmer weird science? No. Okay, then I've seen the one with Val Kilmer where he is the uh, real genius. Where that's he's the college building one. Building the laser. Yeah. Yeah. Is that where the can you into a, nails into a board? Can you hammer nails into a board with various part so. of your body? Uh, I don't think so. <laughs> Woman's got to have her priorities. Is that that whole line I, in exchange? I think so. It's, okay. It's been a while since I've seen. That I one. think I've seen that movie. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, I, I think that would be my list of just like Amadeus, Iron Man, you know, some of those with the yeah genius characters in it. Um, yeah, I, I just go back to, I'm not sure what this movie is trying to say. I think his lines, John Lithgow's character at the end, he's like, too many secrets, too many secrets. And yeah. he opens up the door and everybody's there. I'm like, yeah, but I, there's a reason for secrets. Yeah, and they didn't even build that in. It was just right. at the last minute you were saying, like, it, it wasn't even like they presented the argument that right. you could be like, oh, I'm on that guy's side because I right. see it that way. Or, wow, that's, he, he's not right there. There's reason for secrets. Right. And, I, and I mean, I get it. I, I wouldn't, I would probably be upset and I wouldn't want to find out that they were like building a nuclear bomb, yeah. you know, three miles away from here, you know, this close to Chicago and then in the suburbs right. and everything else, which is how it ends up being in this story. But, you know, I, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna make them reveal all their. I might yeah. find a way to get them to not be in my suburb anymore if they're gonna build nuclear yeah. bombs. But yeah. I don't think I'm gonna try to spill all the government secrets and. Not unless you're ready to move to France, there. Right. You know, Snowden. Right. Right. So yeah. So I this one I I just I don't know that it yeah didn't fire on all cylinders for us and. Yeah, and and like I said, the other movies that. We watched in and around this time. Mm-hmm. They were they were a little bit either heavier, yeah, or just more exciting. Yeah, it was. And this know. one kind of so maybe maybe it just was a wrong time to watch it. Yeah, because I, like you said, I, 
Yeah, they could have cut 45 minutes off the beginning of this movie. That right? would have been it, too. And yeah. it wasn't only the wrong time to watch it, but I just don't know when there would be a right time. Yeah. And I hate to say that, but I just... Well, because I did like the scene at the end where they're doing the diffusing the bomb. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, that was good. I, that yeah, part was fine. Yeah, that was good. That, Anybody was, have that, a Phillips head screwdriver? <laughs> all the day. Yeah. But then they're like, wait a minute, you're telling me you can't defuse this bomb because one guy didn't bring a uh, wire cutter to work today? Yeah, yeah. They've only got five of them, they need six. Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. So, so that's good. The, you know, so that part was good, but there, I felt like there needed to be more of that Yeah. in the movie. And the weird montage... With the music, <laughs> and, and the music, and I was saying to Jeff, it makes me think of like when they f- built like the first subdivisions back in the fifties and sixties, yeah. and they're advertising them. And yeah. welcome to Holiday Hills. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody is out playing. There's, There's Billy Mathers. Yeah. There's little Billy on yeah. his bike. Good morning, Billy. Or like the old yeah. OSHA safety videos. Right. It's never too early to think about safety. Yeah. There's your good worker pal. Frank, he's right. up on the ladder. So, Careful there, Frank. And so I can't we, tell if it's just a cheesy '80s montage or if they were actually going for that. I don't. I don't know. Was it was, mocking some of those old like nuclear safety videos I, or? I, yeah, maybe it was because that that you know, and it had that oboe line. It was just happy. Yeah. Play, uh, yeah, that was. I there were yeah there were things in this movie I I couldn't quite tell if they were being serious and cheap. doing something on purpose or if it was just. Yeah. I, this is not good. Yeah, yeah, I it, it was it was a little zany. Yeah, well, I, I mean, and the director didn't do a whole lot after he did some he did some good stuff with Woody Allen in the seventies, but then after that he didn't do huh. a whole lot. And the actor, other than John Lithgow, um, you know, Cynthia Nixon went on to be in Sex and the City, but the main actor, the Christopher Collette, he didn't do much. So that reminded know. me of the guy in uh, the Social Network. A little bit, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. I, compared to our other movies this month, this may be a short episode because I, I don't know that we have a whole lot I to... Might. I Were there I any might. scenes in particular that you did like? Like, I, mine was probably the diffusing scene. Yeah, the diffusing scene was good. The building thing, I'm just like, why Why are you building a nuclear bomb? I mean, I hate right. to say it like that because it sounds silly, but it's like, right. dude, what are, you, what are you doing? Like, why? What's the purpose? Yeah, like, what? Like, figure out a better nuclear reactor or something. Right. I mean, just do something. Do I something just, that's not going to blow up your entire Yeah, I, I was... Because then, then the one part they get to the end, and he's like, you know, it's we could evacuate everybody a, a couple of, a couple of square miles. Yeah, and then and then he goes, Paul, a couple a of square miles, fifty kiloton, like fifty kiloton. Yeah, and then the kid is like, oh my god, what really? He's like, you don't even know what you've done. I'm sorry, the kid was building a nuclear bomb. It doesn't really matter. I mean, yes, you would kill many more people, but at the same time, you built a device that could blow up like two to three. You thought it could potentially blow up two to three square miles. And kill a whole bunch of people. So, I, I just I got no words. I'm just like whatever. I don't I don't know. Yeah. I just I. Which is funny because some people were like, yeah, it's it's like war games, but it doesn't have to it doesn't have to be as aligned with reality. But I'm sitting watching this going, well, what? I don't I don't mind movies. That but then are, I don't know what like this this movie's not. It doesn't seem what's the word I'm looking for whimsical to me. It doesn't yeah. seem like are they are they joking about this? Are they see? Yeah. And that I think that's the overall message, and I think that's yeah. kind of what Jeff was saying too. Is that there wasn't a clear 
message here. It seemed like yeah. they didn't know what they wanted to say. Right. Like I like the parts like okay, he outfoxed the military. Okay, right. right. Okay, he broke in. Like I mean, that happens in any movie, and I'm just like, okay, whatever. By the way, I knew that if you spin that puzzle, they'd all go to the edges. So That's I, awesome. I apparently am also a super you genius. You could build a nuclear weapon. I could, I'm not going to. I know, but I, I'm just kind of like. Well, that wasn't what got me with the movie. Right. Yeah. I, I just... So... Yeah. I don't know if it would help to watch this movie again some other time. I don't think I'm going to watch this movie again nah, some other time. So we, we do apologize to those of you that really like Good Manhattan Project. Good, Good for, for you. you. Glad yeah. you like the movie. Someone's got um, it. Somebody has to. Um, we were not fans, but that's okay. No. That's it, fine. Yeah. Okay. This episode's only been a half hour. You got any jokes? <laughs> go back and keep talking about Top Gun. Yeah, there we go. Um, no. no, I just I don't feel like I mean I don't want to I want to keep beating a dead horse. So yeah, I, mean, I know I, I feel like I'm repeating myself. Like the last right. 25 minutes of the half hours, being right. like, oh, I don't know what to do. Right. Yeah, I mean I think that's just our thing. Is that the, it, the movie to us the movie didn't seem like it knew what it wanted to say. Did it want to be a right. socially conscious? Let's let's really talk about what America's doing with its nuclear program or, or let's talk about the you know mutually assured destruction concept and, and why that's a bad thing and then of course you know the next you know because all the nuclear stuff was big in the 80s yeah and um, next year we're going to have Superman 4 and that yeah. whole thing was Christopher Reeve you know his whole thing about trying to get rid of nuclear weapons yeah. and you know in the movie Superman collects them all up throws them into the sun and does that whole thing so th- I mean this was a big topic in the 80s oh, and sure. I get it but like we said, I just don't know. That's what, not I don't know what this movie. movie yeah, I don't know what this movie is trying to. The plot was plotting. What would have been more interesting to me is if the part where the scientist, where John Lithgow's character brings him to the lab and shows him the laser, and this is kind of where I thought maybe it was going, was that he he realizes that this kid is ridiculously smart. Yeah. And he brings the kid into the lab, and the kid working within the confines of the lab, the kid starts to discover things that even he is an adult didn't figure out. Okay. To me, that might have been more interesting than the kid tries to build a bomb at home. Yeah. And nobody figures it out until he carries it into a hotel in yeah, New York City. Yeah, and, and, and I can't shoot for the kid. I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. The whole thing, yeah, it's it, that's not the concept. Right. It's, you know, it's like uh, that movie gets shorty. Hey, you don't have a movie. You have a piece of a movie. And that's what they got. They got a piece mm-hmm. of a movie, but it's, right. you know, yeah. it would be a one hour, like, it would be a great, you know, write it for some TV show. Mm-hmm. It would be a great one hour thing. Yeah. But I, yeah. Would you say this movie bombed? <laughs> Remind me when we get to Top Gun. I'll ask you if you thought it crashed and burned. That, that's right. That's right. <laughs> All uh, right. Well, I, I think that's going to do it. I think that's it, For man. the Manhattan Project. If we think of anything else, we'll so turn the recorder back on if, and keep uh, talking. You know, I can I can keep making bomb jokes for another 10, 15 minutes or so. Or, uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think we're good. I think we're good. That's it. <laughs> you, do you want to sing a song? Or? <laughs> yeah. On the good ship. Lost. <laughs> there you go. I, I don't care. You pick whatever you want. She's lost that love and fear. Let's just talk a little bit more about that. Whoa. That, yeah, we could. All right. Well, that's going to do it for our episode on the Manhattan Project. Um in the meantime, if you want to find out more about our podcast, you can go to, these are all, every single one of these, when I say 30, they are the numbers three, zero, not 
the word spelled out. That's right. Uh, we are 30podcast.com is our website. You can find all kinds of stuff there. Listen to each of our individual episodes. Go find all of our old episodes and then find all the different ways that you can get in touch with us. We have email, 30podcast at gmail.com. We have a voicemail line if you want to call in, leave a message, and we will play your message on the show and listen to it because we are those kind of guys. Um, you know, we are we are polite and we listen. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so you want to give us a call. Our number is on the website, but it's 872-35-MOVIE. That's 872-356-6843. Uh, we are also on Facebook, facebook.com slash 30podcast. We are on Instagram. We are on Stitcher, Satchel, Google Play Podcast, iTunes. You can listen to all the shows, like we said, on 30podcast.com. Um, in the meantime, next week is going to be our episode, our final episode of the year. We're going to finish it off with Top Gun. Dude, that's awesome. We started awesome. with Iron Eagle. We're going to end it with Top Gun. It's been a pretty good year. It's been a good year. It's, it's been, been a very been a, good year. It's been a good 1986. Yes, I can't is. say that for 2016, but it's been a... Uh, yeah. me, me personally, I can't I say it for 2016. Movies-wise. Yeah, movies-wise. It's, yeah. it's been a good year. I, uh, I, don't know, we, I don't think we were recording at the time, but I, uh, I did put something up on Twitter the other day that uh, it's like it was a... How, this was like, this sums up my November 2016... And it was a picture of Dark Helmet yeah. from Spaceballs. And it was like, no, 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 no. Go past this part. In fact, never go, never do this part again. Never play this again. Never play this again. Go past this. You know, yes. Past this part. So, yeah. But hey, 1986 is good. 1987 is going to be awesome. So we'll let you know a little bit more about that. We'll uh, post up our schedule of movies on our website pretty soon. And in the next episode, our last one of the year, we'll just run down the list and we'll tell you what all we're going to do next year. So if you want to watch uh, some of those movies ahead of time, to make sure that you are up with us, then you can do that as well. But in the meantime, you know what I thought of adding at the end of each episode, kind of as our way of signing off, is an 80s word of wisdom. So I'm gonna take a I'm gonna take a line from a movie. I'll just pick one at random, and that may be the way I sign off sign on off, our yeah. show from now on. So for your first 80s words of wisdom, next time you have a chance to kill someone, don't hesitate. <laughs> <laughs> nice. In the meantime, be excellent to each other and go watch some good movies. Nice.